Dwight S., a small-statured, white-haired man originally from Kentucky and chairman of tonight's meeting, says, Is anyone celebrating a birthday? All heads turn toward me. I raise my hand and say, Hi, I'm Barb, and I'm an alcoholic, and I've got one year. Among accolades for my great achievement, I get a hug and my hard-won metal chip from Dwight. The previous chips, for three months, six months, and nine months, are colorful, cheap plastic, but they go all out for year birthdays. After what they did for my six-month birthday, I'm a bit nervous about what they have in mind now. By the time I had six consecutive months of sobriety, I'd pretty much settled into my life. Helen and I had formed a wonderful bond, and I was her permanent day caregiver, which left evenings free for me to attend meetings. The five older men from my local meeting on Monday nights, along with Helen and her family, were my friends, although I still spent time with Cheryl occasionally. The relationship changed after I got sober, and I envied her because she could still run the bars, drink, and go dancing. I cringed inside when she shared stories about the people she partied with, but said nothing. The party was over for me. Since Angel and I lived a pretty quiet life, I'd been able to pay off some bills and finally got a phone, which turned out to be both a blessing and a curse. Tom began calling, sometimes sober, sometimes drunk. Mostly, I hung up on him. In fact, after a while, when he did call, the first thing he would say is, don't hang up, don't hang up. Seeing him was not an option, because I knew it would weaken my resolve. All I had to do was think about looking into those pale blue eyes. My stomach instantly got butterflies and my heart beat faster. I still thought of him every morning when I got up and every night when I retired. But as much as I'd admitted to myself I was in love with him, that he was the only man I'd ever truly loved, I knew it was never going to happen for us.